Welcome to the Rally Vodcast. This is episode number nine, and today I'm happy to have Jen Lawrence, VP of Vi, joining us, and um, we're going to talk about hiring an agency. But first, the Rally Vodcast is set up to help marketing leaders and business owners be successful and get measurable results. So that's why talking about hiring an agency, how to do it, why to do it, the best ways, um, is our topic for today. And our guest, Jen, um, is a 20-year veteran in the agency business. (laughs) And uh, over half of that has been at Vi, and now leading uh, Vi, a team of uh, over 40 people and a HubSpot partner um, to growth. And the result of that growth, or the reason for that growth, is a is a direct result of the the results um, that you've delivered to clients. So, I did some thinking before this vodcast today, and I think you have built successfully over one hundred detailed marketing strategies, huh. and the vast majority of those have resulted in dramatic uh, inclines in traffic, engagement, and closed sales. And so, most of those reports have a sharp incline up and to the right, um, and I've witnessed that firsthand. So. I'm really um, excited to have you on because of your perspective can be shared out to the internet. The masses. The masses <laughs> on, on just how to do this, um, how, to, how to hire an agency and how to truly get results. Because as we've discussed before, we're human beings mm-hmm. and we're human beings that need to be inspired and we need to have clear vision and expectations. Um, and it's much less about the contract and the tactics and all of the components that go into it. And so I want to kick off with that, is what are some of the most successful things um, that, that clients have done that have inspired you to do the best work? Hmm, so what clients have done? So you want to know, like, how do they get the most out of their agency, I mm-hmm. think is what you're asking, right? Yep. Um, uh, what I've seen is, is the inspiration back, is like, uh, we thrive on like give give us a challenge so here's where we want to go here's how we here's how we will measure success uh so you could call that painting a vision um and and what we really love and and have had success with is like when they maybe don't know how to get there but they know where they want to go and so we can use all of the tools and and people to look at the data and get creative and create and execute to, to really have results so knowing where you want to go uh, and then inspiring your agency to help you get there and not micromanaging and nitpicking and, and tearing apart things that they don't know. I've, I've seen clients. So that's on the not successful side is where they're like, Oh, this won't work or that won't work. But that's really contrary to why they even hired you in the first place. So sometimes it's just like letting those experts do what they do and trying and then, mm-hmm. and then changing. Yeah. So if I was a marketing director, business owner, you know, executive inside of a company, and maybe I had some turnover, maybe mm-hmm. I'm looking to grow, and I am considering or exploring or researching hiring an agency. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, what are the top two to three benefits that people usually see after they hire an agency? Um, they definitely see movement. That's, that's one thing. Because agencies have a whole staff of people that typically companies can't afford to em- employ full-time all of those roles, and agencies do is that you get a lot of movement and a lot of action really, really fast. And so the things you've had on your wish list for years get done, uh, the results get done, and a lot of innovation. 
So it's all that outside thinking and perspective because usually agencies have many companies and many industries and have seen so many things that they can very quickly um, give perspective and a strategic plan of action and then execute on it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I didn't think we'd jump into this until a little later on, but something you just said triggered the thought for me, which was when you see that immediate action or benefit right away because of some outside perspective, do you often run into the um, a little defensiveness on the team if there's a marketing department where maybe they're feeling like you're stepping on their turf or, um, yeah, we've already tried that. We've, we've done it that way before. How could you possibly understand our industry? Do we run into that? All the time. All of the time. Um, so we try to have those discussions up front. And, and when we're building a strategy, we are always looking at the partnership side. Like, what are you going to take? What are we going to take? We still like to be in that sort of advice from best practices seat. Um, but when, when our partners can look at it from like, we're all in this together and not this is yours or this is mine. Um, but we see it all of the time where, where they're, they feel threatened by it instead of like, oh, great, now I just have more people on my team. Those are the ones I've seen really successful is that they all of a sudden just think like I have a whole new team that I can go to instead of like they're outsiders. So big takeaway right there is looking at an agency as an extension of your marketing team and not separate. Mm -hmm. And I'm imagining that you've seen some trends or uh, things that people have done over time to make that feel more like we're all part of a team mm -hmm. and, and probably some of that opposite where maybe marketing director or executive keeps the agency out of sight mm -hmm. and then comes in with like, well, what if we did this, which there's no input, there's no buy-in. What are some of the things you've seen marketing leaders, I'll just say sales and marketing leaders do to, to get the, the in-house team to feel comfortable and have buy-in to work collaboratively with the agency. Yeah, definitely inclusion. Um, bringing them in to be part of the concepting, the strategy instead of tactics. I think any agency anywhere, when you just bring them in for the tactics, it's really not inspiring. It's really, it's really hard to get motivated, and that's what we do. We're a, we're a group of people who who think about things in different ways, and so when you miss the why and the the passion around that, um, it's really hard to, to do exceptional work. So being included, I think, is really important. We've done a lot of team building exercises with our clients where we'll go on an offsite and get to know each other. We'll have happy hour. We'll, we'll do, uh, you know, personality profiles and understand how we work and, and talk about those things. The, our best partnerships, we talk about, like, what kind of person are you and what kind of person am I and how are we going to, you know, communicate better? Mm -hmm. So I think that works. Um, when, when we're brought in and I think the opposite when we're not, when we're kept at arm's length to just execute on somebody else's vision without any background, it's, it's so bad. Yep. Well, and that, that is a perspective and not necessarily mm -hmm. everybody would agree with that because. It's what we've experienced. I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit of the, the, the MO, if you will, of, of an agency like Vi. Mm -hmm. And you might find this more common in the HubSpot partnership ecosystem, which is ongoing partnership. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that there are a lot of agencies and a lot of clients who want something other than that and operate other than that, which is more of large projects. It could be, you know, come and do your thing, get out, you know, think about media buying or 
you know, somebody who's maybe focused in on maybe a more specific niche of development, Mm -hmm. like web development. This is what we do. It's all we do. And so, you know, it's, it's maybe a, a little more narrow of a focus. And so a lot of mark, especially enterprise level marketing departments are probably thinking like, cool, you guys come in right here with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're talking about an ongoing partnership, which, which is what Vi is seeking, mm-hmm. right? There's different levels there. There is there and different approaches to that. Uh, even within our current client roster. Right. So what I'm, what I want to talk about a little bit is, is like, like how the, our clients or the clients of an agency like Vi, how does that feel different from a, you know, a, a small recurring partnership versus the big project or, or, or just a project that has a beginning and an end? Because you don't do team building exercises mm-hmm. and you don't get to know the team and you don't do all that when you've got a 90-day project that starts and ends. Right. Well, and, and what you don't do um, when you don't have a partnership is, you, like, we're very involved in all aspects, usually, of clients' business. Um, and so we're looking at HR and we're looking at customer service. And um, when you're brought in to be part of the team, you're looking at it as if, as if you're a part of that team, you work there, um, you're part of their payroll in some fashion. And, and so you're really looking at all of the things they do to really help them grow instead of like one set project where you, where you come in and you do and you're done. Um, and I think that's the true benefit of Vi at least is that it, it doesn't live in the confines of marketing. It doesn't live in the confines of like tactical things. It's we are here to help your company grow. And sometimes that's something way different than what we do. And we introduce new partners or people, but we're always at the core looking to help them grow and get better. So just like a, maybe who you would refer to as a really good employee who doesn't get stuck in their job description, mm-hmm. you know, Vi would represent that piece of it. And I've, I've certainly witnessed you do that many times where yeah, we were hired to, build a marketing strategy or a website or create some content or whatever it may be. And we just can't help but look over there and go, oh, but what if, <laughs> what if the salespeople understood this? Or what if HR would get on board with X? Or what if we change that, that customer experience flow through the organization impact that that would have on the results of the marketing that we're doing? So probably one of my favorite things about my role is, is connecting dots for people and departments within our clients that don't see that. Like Mm. if you could talk with you and we could automate these things, like they all sort of overlap in some fashion. And I think companies get so close, they don't see that. And so when you can come in from an outside perspective and be like, let's bring all of these parties together um, to make this run better, you know, sync up better, get data better. Uh, It's so powerful. Well, it's a huge luxury because that's a bird's eye view Mm -hmm. that often those leaders in different departments and the, you know, client side, they don't have that opportunity to to do that. And um, there must be 60 to 80 ongoing partner clients you know, for on the Vi client roster. So when you think about that, there's always some client attrition over time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been hundreds and hundreds of businesses that you have had the opportunity to look at from a broad view across all departments and the ideas and the learning and best practices that come out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think the takeaway back to, back to, you know, the, 
the the marketing director or business owner that might be watching this is you know hiring an agency should i why is look closely at that piece <laughs> and when you're interviewing an agency and we, we will often guide clients to that and bring this up just to know if they're going to be a good fit for us or not but that would be advice maybe from from today's is 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 interview that agency closely on 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 what they want and if you don't want ideas about things other than that scope of work, mm-hmm. talk about that. Talk about that up front because we've also had some clients that were irritated as hell <laughs> <laughs> because we're going like, but what about X? And they're going like, design the website. Like, that's what I hired you to do. And we're like, but like that's, Conversion. Yeah. And, yeah. That's yeah. not us. That's not, that's, not, that's not what we do. So now we're more upfront about that. But that's no different in my mind of interviewing somebody. Right. If you're interviewing yep. a sales manager, Agreed. if you're interviewing an HR leader, if you're interviewing an accountant, mm-hmm. and, and you're going like, are you the type of person that's going to look more broadly and get the big picture of our business? Or are you going to say, you know, stay narrow in your job description? And you may, as the hiring manager, want one or the other of those. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's part of that fit thing. So Yeah, I had a few things there that I think people should think about when they're doing that. And it's, it is the marketing need, right? Do you want strategy? Do you want tactics? Do you want just consulting? Uh, what are the things that you're looking for? Honestly, uh, what is your style and cultural fit? Like it has to fit like an employee would fit. You have to like each other because it just won't work if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's your budget need? There are agencies that are small boutique agencies and there are ones that are require a minimum, you know, a minimum entry, if you will. And so knowing that and then staff augmentation. What do you actually need from like we have a lot of clients who have some junior staff. And so our role is actually to build the marketing strategy, but also to train their junior staff and be there should anything happen. So we will bring them in. We will show them inbound best practices. We will train them up and back out. If any, if they have any attrition, we're there as sort of the safety net to come back in and do that. And so knowing where you want your partner to fit in, in terms of a, a stay on or a, or a ramp up is also really important and being honest and open about that. Mm-hmm. Those are good points. I've, and I've asked you before, what's your favorite, um, you know, setup? And, and usually it's, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's how they treat us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not because there, there are engagements we have where there are budgets of in the hundreds of millions, or I mean, revenues in the hundreds of millions and uh, marketing budgets in the millions. And, you know, Vi may play a very small role. And there's also ones where we are their marketing mm-hmm. department. You know, we are their full outsourced in-house Definitely. marketing team. And so we run that gamut. So it's not necessarily all about that, but it's about the way they treat you. The way they treat you and the way they, they and I, I guess it probably falls in there, but the way they respect your ideas um, and, and allowing some room for creativity um, and new ideas and innovation, I think that that is where we thrive, I thrive, is that just giving some autonomy to, to think different instead of putting the box on right away. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if, if, um, if, you're, if you're thinking, maybe you had uh, some turnover recently and you're thinking about hiring an agency, maybe get that right in your mind first. Mm-hmm. Is get that right. Is, is do I want them traveling outside of the, you know, the more maybe tactical things, like write six blogs, post on social, you know, buy these paid ads. If you're like, do that and do that only, 
um, ask the agency and talk to them about that up front. Mm-hmm. You might be better off hiring a freelancer. Mm-hmm. You might be better off, you know, going on Upwork and just finding someone to do the work, keep their head down and, and move on. But I think an agency, and, and this is again, just my view, not all agencies maybe think like this. I know they don't, but, but, an, but an agency is, you know, you're getting the experience and thoughts and perspective and worldview of some human beings that are probably going to bring value outside of those blogs and social posts mm-hmm. and paid media or whatever tactics you're doing. And that's, that's the, that's the value mm-hmm. of hiring an agency. And I think you should know that before you're hiring one. And that's a, that's a good tip on how to hire an agency is think of it as a job interview. And definitely if you're a larger marketing uh, or a company that has a larger marketing department, I think it's really important that you bring your team along that journey. We've had a few instances that are not great where maybe the leader wanted an agency and wanted outside perspective and new ideas and challenge the norm. Um, but those in the marketing department didn't want that. And so I think you have to be aligned in that. And, and all expectations need to sort of be out there. Yeah. Or, or, or there's just some friction that's it's, it's just not necessary, really. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost like a, a five-person company acquires a five-person company. Mm-hmm. Well, whose way is going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's got to decide uh, how we're going to go about doing things. What's the framework? What's the process from a creative standpoint, voice, tone, all of it? Um, that it, it is like that. It's like a merger happened. Mm-hmm. And, and then unless, you're, unless you've talked about that with your internal team up front, there's, there's likely going to be some problems. Yep. Um, which is why people probably default to the thing where they just keep it completely separate. Like I talk with you agency and then I talk with the team. Mm-hmm. Never works. No. Never works. All right. Well, um, why do you think a company, a business would hire internally instead of hiring an agency? Often it's, there's a few things. There are some things that have to be done locally, internally, on the inside. You know, I think about some companies when they, when uh, the social side is really important to them culturally, they want, they want people to post on that. For example, sometimes you need inside people to know intimately what's happening. Um, So I think that's why. And I think, I think the reality though, is most of it's fear. They think nobody will ever understand my business. Nobody would ever be able to write. My company is so unique and my company is so different. And you know, um, I think I hear that almost in every client relationship is like, oh, well, our business is really different. And, and the way we do things is, is really complicated and you guys would never understand. Um, and it really is like onboarding a new employee. It, it does take time. You do need to train them, um, but it is not impossible. It, it, I don't know why it would be seen any different than bringing on a new person, mm-hmm. training them, you know, getting them in and shadowing uh, in the same way. Yeah. So, so when you hire a new you know, a new in-house person, and I know this is, the answer is very different depending on their role, Mm -hmm. developer versus designer versus a writer, you know, I mean, it it, obviously at some point it can make sense. Um, uh, But, but that aside is hiring a, hiring a, a a full-time employee that comes on when that person, you know, there's obviously there's, there's payroll tax and there's a fully loaded benefits package and there's, um, you know, there's PTO and, and that person can leave. And then you have this period of time where there's turnover and nothing's getting done and you have to, you know, rehire mm-hmm. it. 
but we've also helped a lot of clients hire those people, mm -hmm. help train them, guide them, because it becomes, sometimes it becomes, it becomes just so obvious that that would make more business sense. Right. And sometimes it's dollars and cents too, yep. where paying, a, paying an agency versus hiring somebody internally. But yet keeping that engagement and relationship is smart. However, there's also a lot of times where you see this need where I just want to have it in house because they'll get me. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll, and it's time. Mm -hmm. I want to control that time and timeline. I don't want to work on somebody else's schedule or plan ahead. Mm -hmm. That's what I always see. Like, no, I want it today. And usually, an agency has a, a, a week or two weeks or more turn time. They've got they've got an agenda, and you know they're mm -hmm. they're scheduling things out. Yeah, so the shoot from the hip style, mm -hmm. um, which you'll find in small to medium sized businesses more often, but some enterprise too, mm -hmm. you know, where you get up into the hundreds of millions where they're just going like, I have an idea today. I want to swing by someone's office. I want to drop it on them and I want to see that post or email go out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yet, usually not going to happen with an agency. Yep. And if that's your expectation, you should, you should probably, probably think can. about that. Yep. A good agency, I, and I've, I've seen a lot of agencies do this really well, is, is the planning piece. So you, you also should know that if you're considering hiring an agency, the amount of planning and the detailed level of it will likely be different than you've experienced in the past, mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't. And that can be really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but back to the hiring in-house thing uh, versus, um, versus outsourcing it, from my view, I'm curious if you agree, from my view, it's actually safer to do that versus the in-house person when you're talking about continuity. Because that's a big disruptor for a business. Mm -hmm. When you got to go dark on social for a while, or you can't stay up with your content or respond from a PR perspective or whatever that is, and you're in turnover mode, um, especially if you're the CEO and you're, or, or owner or president and you've got marketing director reporting to you, um, what I've found is when you work with an agency, especially one that gets above 25, 30 you know, people, they've got backups. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't notice when someone's on PTO, right? Because right. the agency's responsibility is to either get that work done ahead of time or have the backup or when someone leaves. And we've, we've certainly had, mm -hmm. you know, we've certain like any companies have, we've had turnover and we've had periods of higher turnover than, than others. Um, and I think we've gotten a lot better as an agency about minimizing, you know, that disruption to our clients. Mm -hmm. And planning ahead for, you know, redundancies and backups. So, so, so that's a that's a piece too that I think I would consider if I was hiring an agency is the depth uh, that they would have on my account. Yep, I, I don't know that it's a like one or the other um, because it really depends. And so I think our best clients have somebody internally. Like you, it's not like you don't need that. But I think when you turn on or turn off an agency relationship, it's really hard to, to turn that back on if you turn it off. And so I think having some continuity there uh, is good so that they can be your advocate and resource depending on what's happening in the moment. And so with some of our clients that changes. So sometimes we're, you know, we're training and other times we're doing a special project, but being there as sort of that steady in whatever way is, is good. And then yeah, I, I would say we are often telling our clients like this thing makes sense to do in house. Um, just trying to look at it from there is only so many dollars available for our clients. And so we're always looking at the need um, and, and deciding what would be cheaper, better um, in-house versus with us. And then being the partner, though, to help them 
find that person, train that person and, and be there if something should happen. So mm-hmm. I, I do think it's sort of a both situation most of the time. Yep. All right. A couple more questions. How much does it cost to hire an agency? This is a, a question a lot of people have. And I think the fact that they ask it is already showing us a lot. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we meet with someone and they say, well, what are your fees? We kind of say, well, what do you want to spend? And then there's this dance that can happen mm-hmm. where they're going like, I'm, I'm trying to compare what I'll get from different ones. So talk about how that's maybe a mistake yep. and how to better approach that so that you can immediately start to trust. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a really hard question to answer because there, there's a million things that have to be done to uncover what it will cost. So it's always this chicken egg, like, well, I don't know because we would have to do the research to understand what, let's say it's a website. How much will it cost? Well, how many pages and you know, who's writing the content and how much are we custom developing? So there, you just, it, you can't say one way or the other, but what, what you can say is like with an agency pointing them in, in the direction of like, where are you going and, and what is the goal and letting them help you get there and then deciding, you know, how much money you can allocate to that. So my simple answer is I usually say if you don't have $100,000 in marketing spend, you know, like you probably can't fully maximize that relationship. That doesn't mean you can't get things done for less than that. But to really unlock the power of a partnership and think about it across the entire company, it, it's going to be in that, you know, in that range to, to place that much value on mm. it. I think it's more about the value of what you'll get for that than the actual price tag. But I don't know if I answered that. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that really because yeah. it's it's not a black and white question. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have enough money to make an impact, or you shouldn't hire a full agent. If if you if you don't have you know if you only have ten thousand dollars, that's not the right place. Don't spend it there. You should instead look at like maybe the tactical side or a, a freelancer or something like that to help you get a project done. But if you're looking for somebody to come alongside and partner to grow, you, you know you have to have some dollars to be able to invest towards that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about budget trends. So over the last couple of years, you know, maybe, maybe just prior to the COVID-19 pandemic through, you know, now, what are you seeing in terms of budget trends, where people are putting their dollars mm-hmm. and what's happening with them? Are they growing? Are they shrinking within, you know, primarily a, a B2B market? Yep. Well, they're definitely growing. Um, that that increase, I think we've seen year over year over year. And I think it's like blending. And so what I've seen, at least, is that a lot of companies marketing budget sort of um, is there's other budgets that come into that. So sales often is is sort of merging. Sales and marketing budgets are starting to merge or dip into each other's buckets a little bit um, because I think companies are starting to understand that you know, they're, they're really helping each other, one driving and the other closing and, and kind of filling back in. And mm-hmm. so that's a big trend, um, much more digitally because, because it, of the shift, really COVID-19 was a big part of that, but people can't be out as much. Um, and, and a lot of companies found just how convenient it was to do things digitally. So setting up, you know, webinars and setting up sales online and chat and things like that has really dramatically changed how companies look at um, what what they maybe would have thought of a sales initiative before yeah. now being under marketing. Sure. What about paid media? Is is that been growth or is it chewing up 
more of the what you would call or, organic type marketing? Is is paid media getting a bigger share of the wallet? I think so. Um, and again, it's sort of like how much does it cost? It's it's a hard question because it really depends on where your company is and what your goals are. I mean, we look at it as we try to have sort of a balance of organic growth that will sustain over time and paid. But if you're early on, you, you actually probably need a shot of that paid to, to get you going and to leapfrog. Um, but as long as you're not just focusing on paid, but I mean, I think paid is still a player. It's going to be a player um, and, and people are spending dollars there, but most aren't just putting dollars there because they know it's the turn it on and get results and turn it off and it goes away. And so the, the long-term impact is, is not great when you're just doing that. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of clients have a tactic or two in mind when they engage with an agency mm-hmm. and, and that, that is okay, by the way. I mean, it's okay with us. I know it's okay with a lot of agencies that you don't have your, your annual spend completely figured mm-hmm. out. You don't have that whole thing mapped out and you, you maybe you have, you know, a, a, a project that you want to get started on, mm-hmm. but it's more the mindset. Mm-hmm. And the mindset is that I'm going to interview and hire some additional people to help us grow. Mm-hmm. And, but, but, and so maybe you don't have that all written down or documented, but I think the number one thing is that you have an outcome that you can hold the team accountable to. And so. it doesn't even have to be like a specific outcome. You just have to know where you're pointing the ship sometimes. And we, I, I know our team finds a lot of joy in helping pinpoint that. Um, but where it gets really messy is if you don't know. There isn't a success point. There isn't. Uh, it's just do things. And we can do that. It just isn't very fulfilling or rewarding. Um, uh, and I don't know that it means anything to clients either. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not even that you need to say we are going to grow by 10 percent or we need you know, we need this specific growth in leads or whatever that is. It's we know we want to grow. We have the mindset. We know that we need to generate more. Here's where we're at. And we have an open mind and willingness to like try things. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the fractional thing to talk about. You know, um, you, you see a lot of companies. So a lot, we, we, and we've seen a lot of companies hire consultants. Mm-hmm. And they will hire a consultant. And the fees that they pay the consultant are as much or more than we wanted them to spend mm-hmm. with an agency. And, and, but yet they, they do that and they typically find it in another budget or bucket. And so there, there's this idea of a fractional or a consultant that is an individual or person that comes in. And for some reason, maybe that feels less threatening um, than an agency, mm-hmm. you know, because agencies do, you know, they, they typically they're known for doing more than they are consulting, mm-hmm. but it's all wrapped up into one. So so, so, so what about, what about that, that agency aspect where there is a more of a fractional feel to it um, and you're hiring the individuals for their consultant help? They just happen to have, you know, a team of people that could also follow through behind them. Yeah. I mean, I think your agency should be your consultant. I think it gets, I, I think the, the, best agency is depending on what you're looking for. Let's say you want a growth partner. I think they should be consulting um, and that should be part of the role. I've seen so many companies hire consultants who spend 
months and thousands and thousands of dollars creating a plan um, that then they're left with and they don't know what to do with it. Then they still need to go find somebody that can take this, understand that person's vision and execute on it. And so it's sort of, it, every time that happens, I feel like, well, we just lost months um, and probably $40,000 uh, of budget that could have been spent planning and doing uh, together. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the HubSpot agency ecosystem for a bit. Visa HubSpot partner, there's thousands of them. If you're looking for HubSpot help, mm-hmm. what's, what's your advice for someone on how to choose the right HubSpot partner? I mean, it's kind of the same. It's, it's knowing what you're looking for. Um, and, and it's sort of like interviewing an employee. You know, you have to know if, if they culturally fit um, and, and what you need. I, I have seen clients come to us and, or we've been in the bidding process and, um, you know, they're, they're looking for certain partners or they've come to us upset, you know, with working with agencies. And sometimes I think they just weren't clear on what they wanted either. So I think you have to do your due diligence. You have to know what kind of, what's important. Is geography important? Um, are there certain specialties that are important? Um, a lot of the agencies in the, in the partner ecosystem are great. Mm-hmm. And it's just knowing which one is, is sort of fitting with what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, but there's also a lot of, you know, uh, so a job seeker that's that's interviewing for jobs, you know, you after you interview people for an, a long enough time period, you can your 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 bullshit meter kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can see are they are they answering the questions for what they think I want to hear or are they answering them authentically? Mm-hmm. And so when you're interviewing an agency and you ask them, well, how are you at HubSpot development? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you at e-commerce? Well, how are you at integrations? My my tip, and it would be to look for honest answers mm-hmm. there, you know, and and we've we've learned that over time to really lean into that because we also know that their end result is a bunch of unhappy people on both sides mm-hmm. that usually doesn't end well when you take on work that you probably shouldn't. Yeah. So we've grown a lot in our capabilities at Vibe, but there was a time when if there was a heavy integration, we wouldn't we would have said no. Now we now we wouldn't. But there was a time where we would have said, oh, you know, that's not us. Mm-hmm. And it can be uncomfortable in that call or whatever. But, but I, would, I would definitely advise uh, if you're looking for an agency is to look for that, just like you would in an interview where, you, where, you know, you ask some questions and someone is, you know, kind of telling you what you want, want to hear because they want the job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not healthy for either side. Well, and knowing what they can do is really important. Even if you still sign up for them, you know, it's knowing like, okay, we're not good at these things. We've had, we've had that conversation with clients all of the time. Like these things, you're going to want to find somebody we can help you, but we're not good at, but that doesn't mean that we're not the right partner. It just Mm -hmm. means we're being honest because we're both invested in doing the right thing. Yep. Yeah. So, so when you, when you interview an agency, which is, it's interviewing human beings, Mm -hmm. what they were going to bring to the table. And you know, all right, this is generally what I'm hoping to get out of this equation, uh, out of this partnership. If, if you're saying, and, and you can't do the softball interview questions, like, what are you not good at? Right. You know, it has to be more like, hey, we're also looking for this and this and this. And if you're broad enough and it's like, we're the best and the most amazing at all of those things, I would start to second guess that a little bit and say, you know what, maybe they're trying to hit their billing goal for the month. Maybe they're trying, or the quarter. Maybe they're just desperate right now to get some billing in the door. 
and they need the job mm -hmm. and they're just trying to say the things that you want to hear as the client to get them on board. That usually spells disaster. Mm -hmm. It usually doesn't end well because they're taking on work that they shouldn't have. And, and you know, are there, some, uh, are there some agencies with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people where it's likely true that they have high level of expertise in nine out of 10, you know, uh, practice areas? Yeah. Yep. But you're also now hiring a really, really big agency. And that, you know, that might not be what you want as a small to medium sized business. You might want a little more attention than that. Mm -hmm. You might want to be a little bit more important to them. You might want to um, develop deeper relationships and not have, you know, dozens and dozens of people, you know, touching your account. So um, that's a that's a big takeaway. Well, and asking those questions, I get you there. Who is my point person? How often do we meet? What format do you put this in? How much communication will I get? You know, it, yeah, it's, it's asking all of those nuances that you maybe wouldn't even think about asking, but will become very, very important mm -hmm. uh, once you're in the relationship. Yep. What is your turn time? How, how soon of a response can I expect from you? Yeah. We've learned those the hard way um, of, of having those up front, you know, yeah. because sometimes we have clients that have said, I need a next day on every request. It's just not who we are. Yeah. We don't operate that way. Well, I'm not saying to be rigid on it and say like, if, if the agency doesn't know immediately and respond like what they suck at, that it's a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. But it is a level, I think, of maturity in an agency where they, they know and they know right away. Mm -hmm. When you ask someone like, hey, what, do you, what, do you guys, what are you guys not good at? And they go like this and this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you see that level of conviction and confidence in it, um, I think that's a good sign uh, for an agency that um, they understand themselves, they understand their capabilities. Mm -hmm. Yep, And I've certainly seen you do that very, very well on a number of calls where we're just open and honest about it because in the end, we're people working with people. Right. And we want, if, if we're hired, we want to exceed their expectations, right? We want to do extraordinary oh. work mm -hmm. and, we want it to, and we want it to be meaningful and have an impact. And so if we're just taking the billing and it's not something that we're great at, we can't do that. So it's a no. Well, and we have so many people here that we're looking out for. Mm -hmm. And they have to feel that. And yep. they have to be inspired by it. Yeah. Because that, that's all we have is, is our thoughts and our ideas and our inspiration and, and what we can do for them. Yeah. It's not selling a widget. Yeah, that's a, that's a great takeaway on how to hire an agency. So in closing, um, I would love to know, what's, the favorite, what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, God, there's so many. So many favorites. Uh, I love business strategy. So I love the unlocking, like point me where you're going and, and, and let us go wild on, on finding a way to get there and, and digging deep and looking at data and, and really um, just kind of rallying the team to figure out what it's going to take. Uh, that, that for sure is my favorite. There are millions of other things I love about my job. Uh, I, I'm very fortunate, but that's pretty cool to know the impact that you get to make on a company is pretty awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks, Jen, for joining us today on the Rally, Rally Vodcast. I appreciate your time. Thank you.